You're listening to Force Fed Digital. BXU Heard. Amigos, como están? How we doing, my friends? Welcome to the Art of Bounce, a joint venture between Force-Fed Digital and the United Ronin Networks. I am Ralph Anthony Garcia, also known as R4. The Art of Bounce, or Bounce for short, is a podcast dedicated to one of many unsung professions, security as well as dedicated to those who are going all out, going by the book to represent safety and security. The brave men and women in black doing our damnness for you to feel secure. Before rambling too long on this intro, please go to rgmc2407 at gmail.com or go to the 2407 Facebook group. Or you may use the podcast itself to drop a question. Feel free to do so. Won't cost you a thing, but maybe just a small moment of your time. Big up to a longtime friend of mine, as well as the 2407 Facebook group, Kevin Crisis Cooper, hailing from Jamaica. Not Jamaica Queens, although big up to them too. We talking about my yard brethren, my Caribbean neighbors. Wagwan, what's good, Kevin? And thank you for your participation. As he asks, have you ever indirectly stolen someone's woman because you had to regulate people, obliterating her man in the brawl he started, resulting in homegirl losing total respect for him, and gaining admiration for you? Once again, thank you, Kevin Crisis Cooper, from the sunny shores of beautiful Jamaica. This actually took me back to an incident in a little Mexican spot up in Harlem way back in the year 2000. We take a flight from the Caribbean to New York City. Thank you for not smoking, if it ain't weed, and let's listen in. Oh yeah, what's good? Dame decito una cosa, let me tell y'all a little something. I'm to the point when I tell these stories, it's like, ah, am I gonna go through pain? Am I gonna laugh? Am I gonna have an encounter with police? Because there's more than one of those. And I came across a question in the 2407 Facebook group. Now, as promised, I will answer this question right now. And answering this question, I'm going to start it off by saying, yeah, it happened at least a hundred times. When, (laughs) yeah, I'm not kidding. No exaggeration. I think some women think this is a very sexy job. I guess some of us are pretty damn attractive to them, I don't know. But yeah, there's been many, many a time where I either had to get a guy off a girl or talk down to a guy because he was mistreating the girl or somebody else and a girl or their girl will happen to see it. They get all turned on. Next thing you know, they slipping me the number right behind the boyfriend back (laughs) or on their way leaving. They shake my hand with the damn number in the damn napkin. More than once. More than a hundred times. And that's not just tooting my horn. That's telling the truth. 
But let me tell you, I experienced a situation where a guy got parked right in front of his significant other in a place called Mexico Libre. Now, big shout to my guy from Jamaica, and I hope I answered your question, man. I'm going to add a little more spice to it by taking us on a trip from Jamaica all the way to Mexico. Yeah, man, there's a little place in Harlem called Mexico Libre, right on 125th Street and Broadway, right next to the goddamn one train. And why do I call it a goddamn one train? Because goddamn it. It seems like every five minutes, or maybe less, a damn one train's coming through. That's just the way it is. But thankfully, you know, I'm inside most of the time. Um, this is around the year, I was debating what year this was. I think it was 2001. Maybe 2000? Alright, I'm leaning on 2000. Way back in 2000, over in Harlem, I was working at this place, man, where, you know, you got your hard-working motherfuckers, man, those Mexicans. I gotta talk about these Mexican cousins of mine. Now, everybody knows, everywhere you go, Mexicans, the hardest-working motherfuckers on the planet, alright? Now, imagine any or every one of them were to just say, you know what? This, we all getting out of here. <laughs> Ask yourselves a question. What the f are you gonna do then, eh? Hmm. Alright then. Big shout to my Mexican primos. Me, primos mexicanos. Alright? Big shout to everybody that was well behaved in and out of this place called Mexico Libre. Back in 2000, yeah, I was working this place, man. My guy, my man E, had um, brought me over to this place, told me he needed somebody to hold him down. I'm like, what's the pay looking like? And um, he was like, well, and then when I felt his moment of hesitation, that little pause was a real long pause, yo. <laughs> you know, that's how I knew I was going to get shitted on, but hey. I was going to go check it out. You know, it was a favor for my guy. He's done me many favors. I figured I'd repay him. All right. So, here I am at 125th Street playing the door. The folks in the back said I didn't have to take any IDs because children at times wondering. All right. Cool. Maybe because of that video game they had over there, over there. That's fine. What's that? Street Fighter 2? Yeah. Kids are coming for that. And as long as they're well-behaved, I'm not going to have a problem with any kid coming in. They told me not to search anybody. No IDs. Fine. Let's hope nobody comes in with a damn weapon. <laughs> now, this is the first Mexican spot I ever worked at, right? And uh, the couple takeaways I got besides the food, because obviously... Their shit is slamming. We can agree to that. Mexican cuisine is mighty, mighty fine, baby. But anyways, we're not talking about the food. You know, we're not even talking about how hard they work. That's definitely commendable. But we're talking about the songs that they sing. Like, my first night working at Mexico Libre, it was karaoke night. <laughs> Upon entering the place, I'm working the front door, so most of the time watching what's going on outside, making sure the missile don't fly through the place or whatever the f***. But keeping things safe on the outside, making sure I like the way it looks, 
then I can focus on what's going on inside, no problem. And here on karaoke night, you enter the place, the karaoke machine is next to the jukebox. Place ain't but so big. It got about a good six tables. Each table has four chairs. Uh, you go a little further to the back where the entertainment system is, you will see a little hole on the wall where the cooks and them are at. Big shout to them. They make some damn good food. Viva Mexico. You go around the corner of that, you will see the vestibule that takes you directly to the back office. And inside the, the hallway of it, you will see the bathrooms. So you got two doors on the right, going down the hallway, you get to the final destination, which is the back office. All right, everything's laid out, music is on, karaoke machine is buzzing, and, you know, I gotta give it to these guys, man. I mean, they, they get a little bit of modelo, they get a little bit of corona in them, maybe a little shot or whatever. I can't even front. If they know how to sing, they will sing. A guy getting up in there singing Camilo Sesto. You know, that's one of my idols on the microphone when it comes to Spanish music. And then another guy was singing Javier Solis. I'm like, yo, all right. Payaso. Singing that ish. Soy un triste payaso. What? My man was belting that shit. Like, I, right, I'm respecting that. And then another guy was getting his Vicente Fernandez on. I wasn't hating on that. I'm listening to these talented Mexican singers in here, man. It was like the motherfucking Apollo. We were on 125th Street. It's like, damn, you know, these Mexicans need to open up a night at the Apollo to have all of their people sing, because that's how real it was. Word. Now that I'm sitting here reminiscing about it, way back in the days, more than 20 years ago this happened, and I can remember very, very vividly at how these guys were singing, man. And <laughs> I also remember a couple of songs <laughs> when <laughs> they talking straight up about narcotraficantes and shit. Like, what the f***? And it's more than one song, too. These dudes are nar narco, like, just the way you heard it, narco traffickers. Am I saying this right? They traffic narcotics. And they're making f***ing songs about it, alright? It's that serious. And the folks that know the songs, you hear them belting it out. Okay, a lot of them can't sing. <laughs> I'll promise you that. A lot of them can't sing. I guess it's that liquid courage, you know, you drink enough Modelo. That's it. You thinking you winning the whole Apollo Theater amateur night with the way you belting. Ish. And then, clumsy is like to drop bottles and ish. That's always fun, because someone's always stepping in the motherfucker. Unfortunately, the busboys, the busboy also doubles as one of the cooks, so you're not gonna get a busboy just jumping on a spill right away, you know? So I'd be the one to grab a broom or a mop and help out. You know, I'm the type of guy that I see an empty bottle, I pick that bitch up and I throw that bitch in the garbage. I don't give a fuck because I don't like empty bottles. I'm OCD with that shit. If I see too many things that are unsafe, I try my best to fix it. That's just the way I am, you know? If I see a spill and it's too much of a spill that you know somebody's gonna bust their ass, of course, if I don't see the bus boy acting on it right away, I'm gonna grab that broom, I'm gonna grab that mop, and I'm gonna sweep it up, I'm gonna mop it up. 
Not part of the job description, but uh, to tell you the truth, I'm all about safety and security, and I do have OCD as well. That's just the way the ball bounces. Anyways, so the place is packed, and you know, everyone's singing along to the karaoke songs, and once karaoke night was done, the jukebox, you know, folks love putting not just quarters, they love putting dollar bills, they love putting $5 bills, $10 bills. A lot of the time, they play the same song over and over again. I'm mad at that, but man, shoot. When they do play the same song over and over, I gotta get up and go. And speaking of those that have to get up and go, unfortunately, on my first night, two of them tried to test me. They used the excuse of me laughing a little too hard when one of them were singing songs of narcotraficantes and shit. Like, was I supposed to not laugh? Because it's comical to me. It just is. I don't mean to laugh if it's disrespectful to them. I didn't know this. So maybe they felt a kind of way. They really tried to beat me up, those little assholes. So, you know, I was just sidestepping them, pushing them out the door. And then the other guy, I straight kicked him directly in his butt. Boom. And uh, made sure they didn't come back. So I had to go outside after them, make sure they leave the block. So, yeah, they were there. They were busted. I mean, oh, my God, they drunk so much. It's like you could just smell it on them. And they were like five feet away from me. And I could still smell it on them. Their problem was they really thought they was going to get back inside the place. And I'm like, nah, you're good. Please come back tomorrow. Let's not have no problems here. And they said some naughty things. And even then, I was going to let it go. But then one of them tried to swing at me. So I kicked both their asses And I threw them on the damn escalator going upstairs to the one train. I deposited both of their fucking carcasses onto the escalator as it was going up on the way upstairs. Back downstairs, dusting myself off, washing my hands when I went to the bathroom real quick. They were real kind. They say, hey, you deserve this. They gave me some tortillas. Them shits was slamming. That shit was delicious. And I had a corona on top of that. Now, I see couples. They doing the damn thing. The cumbias coming on that. Bat, da, 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 da. That shit was popping. There's something about that that makes folks want to get up and do the damn thing. And it's all couples, you know, just turn it around on the dance floor part of the section. This place is small as fuck. And I don't know, somehow they make it work that enough people are in the area dancing and it's no problem. Cool. So, back to do that, do do that. Everybody stepping left, stepping right, stepping up, stepping down. Uh, 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 uh. And I guess one guy was peeping at this chick a little too hard and the chick kind of noticed. And all it took was her man to go to the bathroom. I peep this from the front of the place, looking in. I see the guy going down that vestibule, that little hallway down there, towards the bathroom, closing the door. Boom, like a 
fucking chicken hawk. Here comes the motherfucker swooping down to the girl. Now the girl, the girl, she's not exactly ugly, you know? Very cute, actually. Um, what kind of vibe does she give me? All right, I'll just describe her. Black hair, pale skin, kind of tall. Yeah, she was like tall for their standards because, you know, they primarily short people not to disrespect them, but that's just the way it is with them. Their statures are not very tall. Most of them are short. And this girl, she was kind of medium-sized, you know, Marge, between medium and large. So let's just call her Marge. Uh, Marge, you know, not exactly the most voluptuous thing, but she had a little booty and shit. You know, nice skin. Didn't do the makeup thing too much. You could tell she doesn't wear none of that stuff. But here comes the dude buzzing in, you know, all up in her space. And she's giving him bass too, you know? They both vibing and ish. Her man coming out of the bathroom. I see the guy seeing the other guy talk to his girl. Next thing you know, dude gallops over there to where his girl is. Hey, go sit over there, he'd say. And I guess, you know, dude did not like the way he spoke to her. The one dude that came buzzing, let's just call him Buzzard. <laughs> Buzzard, without hesitation, drops homie on his ass. Coupling. Bruh. He fell down, and it's a good thing he fell the way he did, because if he would have fell any other way, his head would have been introduced to the corner of one of those tables. I had to get buzzard out of there. Hey, dude, can't be doing that in here. Sorry, bruh, you gotta go. And um, it's funny because Marge said, Well, I'm going with him. <laughs> okay, hasta luego. And it's crazy how both of them, at the same time, leave. That was it. Gone. Finito, they were out of there. Meanwhile, I had to literally pick dude up from the floor amongst all the debris he fell atop of, all this mess he made. Good thing he didn't fall through a table or breaking a chair to stop in his fall type-ish. Dude started to bleed out his mouth and... Ah, man. The medic and me just called out to see if anybody had a first aid kit and good thing they had one. Start cleaning the kid up, feeling all bad for him. Marge is a I thought. Like, how dare she do that, bruh? Like, damn. So, cleaning homie up, had him sitting there on the chair. He was toasted this castle. Unfortunately, after patching him up, I had to tell him to go. He was over the limit, and they were real adamant about that shit. Anybody that appears to be over the limit, gotta say bye-bye. See you the next night. I've worked there four times. That's two weekends I worked there because although their food was delicious, among the best Mexican food I ever had in my life, their pay was shitty. And I don't know what they were thinking, paying me as little as they did back in El Peso. I remember how little they paid me over there and they literally tried to pay me with that same amount of pennies. I did it twice. I wasn't going to do it a third time, so they actually gave me a little more, but then they tried to pay me with the same original shit again, and look, man, what was I going to do? I took the money, and I just bounced, bruh, and it wasn't much money at all. 
At least that one train was right there. Riding that escalator on my way up to take the downtown train to 96th Street and then cross over to take the two train right back up. Whew. About an hour's worth of ride to my mother's house. Rest in peace, Mama. You know you're always on my mind. Alright, folks. That there was the story of Mexico Libre. Big shout to my Mexican cousins. Later, y'all. Once again, folks, let me thank you for tuning in to the Yard of Bounce podcast. Join us next week for another episode. In the meantime, tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in to T-U-R-N, the United Ronin Networks, and join the channel for uncut editions of these Art of Bounce episodes on YouTube. Also on YouTube, subscribe to the music channel at RGMC2407, as well as the Art of Bounce standalone channel, or check out the podcast on FourceFed Digital via wherever you you stream your favorite podcasts such as Amazon Music, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Use the comment section on any platform to leave a question or if you're a former bouncer and would like to tell your story and be featured on the program, go to www.solo.to forward slash RGMC 2407 Facebook group X threads IG or Gmail at RGMC 20 Now, like I always say, if you see a bouncer work the front door, or you see him or her floating on the floor, show a little bit of love cause they are doing their damnest with the god-awful low pay they get to make sure you and yours are having a good time and feel secure. Be safe.